the reality is, is that people buy from people still, right? And they really do. And um, if you're not spending any time with the customer, you're probably being outsold by your competitor. And um, and reality is, if you're actually a salesperson and you learn, you end up enjoying the business or whatever, the best time is when you're actually there. Like that is the best part of your day. It, it is part of the success is, is showing up. That makes a difference. It really does. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Glenn Poulos of Gap Wireless Inc. Glenn, super excited to have you on the show. Thanks. Thanks to be here, Gresh. Yes, excited to have you on and talk about all the awesome things you've been working on and doing. And before we jumped into that, I want to read a little bit more about Glenn so you can hear about some of those awesome things. And Glenn is the co-founder, vice president, and general manager of Gap Wireless Inc., a leading distributor for the mobile broadband infrastructure market. With over three decades of experience in sales, he has developed a successful belief and strategy system by spending thousands of hours in the field or on the phone with customers working with salespeople in several successful companies. He is also the author of Never Sit in the Lobby, 57 Winning Sales Factors to Grow a Business and Build a Career in Selling. Glenn, excited to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I, I sure am. Thanks a lot again for having me. Absolutely. Well, let's get it started then. So I, I know I touched on it a little bit when I read your bio, but I wanted to rewind the clock, hear a little bit more on how you got started. Well, uh, it's fun. Yeah, the story, um, I'll try to give you the short one just to keep it tight. But um, I was actually, I uh, went to school for electronics and I got recruited by the government, the Canadian government. I live in Canada and uh, they wanted an electronic technician to to go to the Arctic and work on weather stations, fixing um, fixing all the electronics up there and also monitor the weather. So they, they, they send me to school. They train me about weather. They train me about the electronics that, and uh, ship me to the Arctic. And um, yeah, I ended up living on a weather station for, for a year with five other people. And um, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, kind of, it was definitely, it was more than cool. It was cold actually. Then I landed a gig with them at their head office and um, I worked for the guy, the manager of the department. He said, you know, Glenn, you're, you're not in the right job. You should probably get a job in sales. And I never, you know, I never really figured out why he said that or, you know, what have you. Maybe I just talked too much. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I took his I took his advice. I applied for a job. And um, so I worked for the government for like three years. Then I applied for the one sales job, flipped open the paper, looked for technical sales and uh, applied to this job, got the interview. And uh, as the story goes, and I, there's there's snippets of the story in the book as well. Um, you know, I went for the interview then, uh, you know, that, that afternoon I followed up and called the guy and said, you know, did I get the job? And, uh, he's like, no, not yet. I'm still doing candidates. I'm like, okay. So I called the next day, right in the morning and got the secretary and she's like, uh, no, he's busy. And I, well, did you, did you hire anyone yet? No. And so I called that afternoon. Right. And then I called the next day twice. Right. And, after about uh, 10 phone calls, he says, um, we're sending you to Montreal to visit the other partners. And um, 
I said, oh, okay, great, right? And I'd been used to working for the government. And uh, as the story goes, I drove these uh, in the, this was in the 80s. I drove these like Chevy Chevette cars. They had rolling windows, no air conditioning, no radio. It was government green. Um, you know, it was the crappiest car in the world you can imagine to get from point A to point B. That's what they gave me to, to, to for work, right? So I get picked up in Montreal by the owner, uh, second owner of the company, and he's driving a BMW 750, right? And I'm like, oh, I really like this sales job, <laughs> right? And uh, he takes me to the office, and there was actually four owners to this business, and the three of them were in Quebec and uh, in Montreal, and um, they had matching BMW 750s. The license plates were one digit apart. And I'm like, oh, I'm definitely getting a job in sales. Definitely. <laughs> right. And um, so they they interviewed me. They liked me. They sent me back. And the guy in Toronto hired me. And then, uh, you know, my first day or two, he brings me and he goes, you know, we, we, we didn't want to hire. Like, I didn't want to hire you. You weren't you weren't my choice. It wasn't what you And I'm like, well, why, why'd you hire me then? Right. And he's like, well, dude, you're the only one that followed up 10 times. And um, I'm like, okay. And he's like, I figured, hey, if you'll call 10 times to get a job, you'll probably call 10 times to keep a job, right? (laughs) And um, so that's where I learned the importance of following up, right? And um, so I got a job in sales. I worked there five years. And um, I approached them about doing a similar business, selling electronic products to, to tech, the tech industry. But in in uh you know in this newfangled space, which I'll explain in a second, and they said, oh, that'll never work. And so I ended up quitting the next day to start this business. And and I was chasing this you know pie in the sky technology called the cell phone. And as we all know, that never went anywhere, right? And, <laughs> right, right. Uh, that, yeah, that industry <laughs> never out. <laughs> that never panned out, right? <laughs> exactly. And so um, yeah, I started a business, and um, it was just before I turned thirty. And it was my goal to sort of spin off and and uh, do that before I turned 30, like check that box off. And so I did. And I ended up getting a couple partners and um, we ran that business for a number of years. And um, the after about 13 and a half years, um, a public company came along and acquired us. And I ended up with millions of dollars worth of shares. And unfortunately, I uh, I learned a harsh lesson that I know a lot about selling, a lot about running the business, but I don't know a lot about public markets and uh, reverse takeovers. And um, the company we bought was, you know, it was probably not the best choice. And ultimately, they ended up closing down our division. And, um, and ultimately, they ran their business into the ground and the shares they had given me the $5 million worth of shares were ended up becoming worthless. And so after 15 years, I had to start over. And uh, of course, I'd only ever applied for one job, which was the job where I called 10 times. And so I thought, you know what, it's easier to start another company. And so I started Gap Wireless in 2007. Um, and 15 years later, in February of 2022, a few months ago, I actually sold the business again. This time I sold it to a very reputable uh, company from Washington, a private equity. And uh, and this time it was all cash, not, not, not stock. And uh, I agreed to stay with them for uh, three to four years, you know, run, uh, running the business. And um, so, yeah, so now I'm, you know, Gap Wireless is, is based on my name, GP, right? And um and uh, the A is, you know, is uh, not my initial middle initial. My middle initial is J, but JIP Wireless didn't sound very good, so I, I bought a <laughs> vowel and created Gap Wireless. But now I'm now I'm running it for these new owners in Washington. And um, 
but it's uh yeah it was a it was a great experience and i was able to you know build two companies for 15 years and sell them both um you know and uh now the second time around i'm hoping i'm doing it better though and uh, <laughs> that's how i got here Nice. Well, I, I appreciate you telling, you know, your full story. And um, I know you touched a little bit upon like how you're working with your clients, how you're serving them. Was there anything you didn't kind of touch on that would, you know, be super helpful to know? And I would love to hear more about your book as well, too. Yeah. And what we can find there. So um, so we're we're uh, a business to business company, right? We buy from businesses around the world. We sell it in North America. And so we're our job is to go and visit the customers it's a face-to-face. It's not social selling. It's not digital selling. It's not software as a service. We're selling, you know, uh, it's not all very expensive, but high-end tech items, you know, like base station antennas, they're thousands of dollars each. But we'd always been about, you know, how to make sales calls. And the book, the beginning of the book, um, I'll relate in a, in a minute, but it's, it's all about getting in that door and making those calls, right? Don't be, uh, as we like to say, the uh, all the chairs at Gap Wireless are comfortable except for the ones for the salesman and they have nails on the bottom, right? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, so um, uh, fortunately, the carriers still had to build the network to support. So that's where the business really grew. And now we are back in front of customers and, um you know, uh, and for us, it's really important to position our technology face to face. And so, yeah, that's where, you know, one of the one of the rules that we always say people joke around here because it's in the book, but it's always show up with something in your hand and something in your mind. That makes a lot of sense. No, I absolutely love that. And, you know, I love that you've been able to kind of package all those um, lessons into the, the, the book as well, too. And and I almost wonder if this is, you know, part of your secret sauce, which is could be for you, the business or yourself and, you know, what makes you unique. But is it your I, I feel like in a world where so many people are trying to get away from like having those conversations, being in front of people. Do you right. feel like that's what sets you apart is that ability to not just do it, but do it effectively oh, yeah. in a way that you can, yeah. you know, excel at it? It is. It is. And um, one of the guys, there's a chapter in there called My Mentor Made Me Do It. Uh, One of the people I work with where I brought him from working as a person in a warehouse driving a tow motor. um, And now he's a senior salesperson for a tech company. Right. And And he didn't even graduate high school. Right. And I mentored him through the whole process on how he beca- how he could learn the the skill of selling and become a high high paid individual as a result right and he was sharing with me some of the way he puts the rules in practice and shares them with other people and he was like a lot of times with your rules you only have to do a little bit more than the next guy to stand out right the reality is is that people buy from people still right and they really do. And um, if you're not spending any time with the customer, you're probably being outsold by your competitor. And um, and reality is, if you're actually a salesperson and you learn, you end up enjoying the business or whatever, the best t- time is when you're actually there. Like that is the best part of your day. It, it is part of the success is, is showing up and, um, you know, and uh, that makes a difference. It really does. Yeah, absolutely. And it kind of reminded me of the quote is never, you know, crowded along the extra mile. So those yeah. things that you're doing, just going a little bit farther, like you mentioned, because so many people aren't actually doing that. So I yeah. love it. And I wanted to um, switch gears a little bit. Yeah. And I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or something from your book or a habit that you have. But what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? The CEO level of my hack is always the, um, you know, 
is focus on the margin, right? And um, check for margin. If there's no gross margin, you don't have a company. Um, and it all, uh, margin is what pays for everything, right? Oh, I got a million dollar sale, but yeah, but it was only at five points. So that's only 50 grand. That won't pay, barely pay the pay, phone bill for this company, right? Uh, I have a better hack for people just below, you know, everyone that reports to the CEO and below, which is, it's a funny saying that I made up and it's called, you only get forever to make another impression. And so when, you know, in the story I tell in the book is, you know, when you hear your car, your, you know, the CEO's uh, Jaguar pull into the parking lot with that roar of that engine or whatever, and you say, hey, that's the boss's car, or you hear his footsteps, or, you know, you know, they're in your vicinity, immediately change to power mode, right? Like, Make sure you're not alt tabbing from Instagram and Facebook over to the <laughs> Salesforce, and you know because he's gonna cat he's gonna see that you were not working right and right and whenever the whenever people above you are related that have your career in their hands um, are in your vicinity, you have to be at 110 percent, and it only takes them it only takes a tiny bit of extra effort. And even if you're in a bit of a lull or whatever, just go into power mode for a few minutes. Yeah, I, I love both of those hacks. And and so what would you consider to be a CEO nugget? And you definitely gave us, you know, a lot of these, but there's something else that you think of that might be a little bit more word of wisdom or piece of advice. Um, I usually say something you would tell your younger business self if you hopped into a time machine or something that you might tell your favorite client or somebody that read the book. The other one, I'll pull one from the book, which is called uh, $10 million in diamonds. And so this little nugget was the, you know, I'll tell the story quickly, you know, in the interest of time, but basically the guy was a watchmaker. He was an expert. He was uh, my mentor. When I was a kid, I worked in a jewelry store as a teenager and he opened a jewelry store and I came back to see him 10 years later, Italian guy from the fifties, he had polio. So he was in a wheelchair and he, he um, you know, he was disabled but he still right. like lived an incredible life. Like he was out all the time. I said to him, I said, oh, how's it going? I haven't seen you in 10 years. How's the store? And he's like, oh, you know, Glenn, I, I could have been making a $10 million in the diamonds, but I'm a soul busy fixing all these watches. And <laughs> I started wondering to myself, what's, what the hell? I like hire yeah. a watchmaker, dude. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know, and, and so that's the golden nugget that, and we say we, in my, in this business here, we said that saying, we just say $10 million in diamonds that, right. that, that relates to the whole story, which is like bring in good people to do good jobs on all, uh, you know, and so you can be busy doing the better, big, better, good job. When you're busy, you know, I'm solving problems. I'm fixing this, you know, line of code or I'm fixing this, you know, whatever. It feels like you're doing something important and you are busy and it can be fun, but it's not, if you're the CEO, that's not what you're paid to do. You're paid to uh, be a leader and make decisions and, you know, and deliver the decisions, you know, in a confident manner and then guide the team that those were the right decisions. Show them someone to follow. Like, I'm sorry, you know, we had a layoff. We had to lay off five people, but this is our plan going forward where we've been, never been more committed. Just please line up behind me and support me in this. And, you know, and they, as long as you're a strong leader and you make strong decisions, the people will follow you because that's what most people want is to, is to know, hey, who's in charge? What's the decision? Where are we going? How are we getting there? Right, and um, and that's the job of the CEO. Is that how you would define like being a CEO? Is being Absolutely. able to kind of make sure that you're a strong leader, Glenn? Yeah, yes. It's um, you know, I I boil it down to your job is actually to make the decisions, 
and be the decision maker and be that that leader for that's the CEO's job. Glenn, truly appreciate that definition. Of course, yeah. I appreciate your time even more. So what I wanted to do now is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people get a hold of you, find about all the awesome things your team are working on, and of course, get a copy of your book. I do welcome people to, um, you know, to get a copy of it and uh, you can get it anywhere books are sold and you can just go to my website, glennpoulis.com. And you can link to, I have free resources on doing pro presentations and other things. And then you can link over to the book and, and, and what have you. And uh, yeah, it's been, it's been awesome. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you for, of course, sharing so much today. We will have the links and information in the show notes. Thank you so much, my friend. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Check out the latest and greatest apps, books, and habits to level up your business at ceohacks.co. This has been the IMCEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.